Five things you can learn following the Australian Open. Find your aha moment right after this. Do the best you can with everything you got. Struggle day to day, cherish every fight you fought. Destroy your obstacles, remove the blocks. Got to stand strong, can you do it? Breakthrough, can you move on? Welcome back to Find Your Aha Moment. I'm your host, Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Join my email newsletter right here in the show notes from the podcast. There's a lot going on, including events like the Miami Open Players Party. So when you find out the news, the where, the when, and the how, you'll get it on the newsletter, as well as information on private and group tennis lessons. Well, today's topic, five things you can learn from following the 2020 Australian Open. Well, we're about one week into the event, and one thing I'm really noticing, and this is really not surprising at these major tennis events, is winning is tough. There is a lot of tough competition. Federer had his epic five-set match the other night in the third round, and you could tell in the press conference by his voice, he was exhausted. He was pushed to the limit. It is such a physically demanding sport where it's still remarkable that there's no coaching. I know that's a big uh, topic in the industry. Should we start allowing coaching at some level, maybe on just the regular tour? But at these Grand Slams, it's going to be all by yourself, I think, for many years to come. And you can really see the struggle. It is mental. It is physical. It's a chess match, and you've just got to figure it out. And I think that's one thing that's really entertaining about it. And for you, the fan, I think some of the things you can take away from is that you really need to be fit to play tennis. We could all be fitter. Now, you don't have to become world-class fitness, but if you could just put in an extra 20 minutes three times a week for your fitness and just your endurance and your cardiovascular benefit, it's going to make you a better tennis player. I don't even care if your strokes stay the same. If you can reach more balls and last longer in rallies, you will be a better tennis player, my friend. Which leads me to tip number three about the Australian Open. Having a high shot tolerance is really important. And you can see with these people, they are really aggressive and they keep the ball in play. You're going to hear this term a lot. I'm playing it safe. I'm playing it safe. And what they mean about when they say that is they're hitting some big parts of the court, but they're still playing aggressive tennis. When they say play it safe, it doesn't mean they're slowing the ball down. Now for you, what can you do? Yeah, you can stay aggressive and play it safe as well, and it can benefit you. Now you're not going to have a 25-shot rally like you see the pros having at the Australian Open, but what if you have a 10, 11 shot rallies that happen four or five times a match and you're fit? That can make a huge difference to some of the results that you're getting when you're playing. One of the things I'm also noticing here in tip four is it's still startling to me to see some of the big player deficiencies at this level. Sample number one Serena Williams is not a good player. Volleyer. She butchered a number of volleyers in her upset loss to Wang, and her backhand volley just needs a ton of work. 
On the men's side, Federer just dismantled American Stevie Johnson. He has no backhand, and it was just painful to watch. Most times he can run around and hit his forehand. He'll run from here to Boynton Beach to hit a forehand, and just Federer would not let him do it. And that slice is just not effective against a really elite tennis player. He tried to hit topspin backhands. It was just brutal to watch and just remarkable. And I think what it just says to you as the everyday tennis player is we all need coaching, we all need to practice, and we can all continue to get better no matter who you are. And finally, tip number five, what I really noticed about the commentators, I'm watching a lot of the Australian feed on ESPN3, so you're getting a lot of the local commentators. and. They've become very Americanized. They talk a lot. They've got a lot of psychological theories about what players are thinking when they really don't have any idea. Nobody really knows what somebody's thinking. But it's a little bit comical to watch them change and predict what somebody's thinking. And then they'll watch the action. And it's kind of a chuckle when they catch themselves talking too much and it ends up burning them. I'm a big fan of the ATP tennis TV feed. Now, you're not going to be able to see it now because it's a Grand Slam, but as soon as this tournament's over, if you do want to log into that, it is really good. And what they end up doing that's really good for tennis players is they let the match breathe. You're not inundated with their psychological philosophy about what's going on in a player's head. And of course, if you just want to learn about tactics and strategies, stick to my blog. I will take care of you. Well, I hope you've learned five things from watching this 2020 Australian Open. We've got a week to go. It'll be really interesting to see what happens. Thanks for listening to this episode of Find Your Aha Moment. Don't forget to go into iTunes, rate, review, and subscribe to this podcast so you can get notified each day with a fresh episode. This is Brian Lutz of BackhandCity.com. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. That's when